Hello, Todd Clemens, Okeechobee Livestock Market, and here's your weekly market report. We just got off a call, conference call, with the Florida Association of Livestock Markets. There used to be a coffee cup that filled up with livestock markets on the coffee cup. It was a promo deal for the markets, and uh, you couldn't hardly fit all of them on the coffee cup. Now, um, you could put the markets, the name of the markets, on a pencil, probably, maybe. I think there's maybe seven of us left, and there used to be 18 at one time. We're a small group, but yet we still sell the majority of the cattle in the state of Florida. I'll say the majority, at least half of the cattle that are sold come through the livestock market chain. Um, we're a vital part of the cattle industry. Uh, as far as saving the cowboy, we're trying our best to save that cowboy because without markets, <clears throat> he's out of a job. Without cows, he's out of a job. Without cows, we're out of a job. So we're trying to pull together our little association. There's just a little group of us, a handful of us, uh, that are very interested in preserving the cattle industry in the state of Florida. And um, competition <clears throat> is what we do. The more competition we have when you sell your cattle, the better the prices are going to be. At least you know you're going to get a fair trade. You're getting what that animal's worth on that day with competition. Um, the, the quality of animals that the market sell nowadays is different than what it used to be 30 or 40 years ago before the internet, before the uh, satellite and all the other different ways to sell cattle. Um, the truckload lots from the big outfits, the ranches that have hundreds of cattle that can group them together and sell them by the truckload, uh, you know, that's good because they do bring more money when they're like that and when they're when they're not commingled with everybody else's cattle at a livestock market. So we end up selling uh, not the most desirable of all the cattle that are traded. In our market reports uh, that are generated from the uh, market news service, it's a good report and, it, and he's reporting the prices of the animals that come through the ring. But if you sell, say, a thousand head of calves, there may be only 10 or 20 percent of that whole group of calves that even make the market report into the number one class. And prices are generated, uh, trade is generated on a base price. You got to figure out what something's worth. And you got to have enough of those things that you're selling to come up with a price. You can't just have one or two. You got to have enough uh, information to come up with a base price of the worth of an animal. And let's just take a 500 pound, good 500 pound crossbred steer, uh, a number one calf right now is bringing about $2 a pound, and that's on the very top end. On the market report in that group of cattle, there may be only five or six or seven or eight of them reported. What if the bigger outfits were to just cut out a load of those better end calves and send them to the market? And that happened more often. I promise you prices would be better and prices, you'll see a bigger difference, probably a higher difference in the, in the weighted average of the price of those cattle simply because the quality is there. Uh, we see so many cattle that come through the markets anymore. They're the 
the leftovers from the big outfits and they're the number one calves from the smaller guy that's got 30 or 40 head and they're the ones that are that are setting the market the smaller guys are setting the market the bigger guys read the market report that's generated from the smaller guys having the good calves and then their prices are based off of that information what if the bigger guys with the four or five or six loads of calves that they're selling just take one of those loads and let it be a mixed load, a half sears and half heifers, send them into the market so they're, we're selling the best calves that we have here in the state of Florida and let's see what that number is. And it's going to be about, it's not going to be any different than what the other ones are. Um, so this, we need competition, we need good cattle, we need real good cattle to set, set a fair price on, on everything else. So that's the way I see that, uh, competition's always good. So uh, let's shake them up and try to stir things up and get some more good front end cattle here in these livestock markets. We're all out there working for you. We're the place where information uh, is disseminated, if that's the right word, I think it is. Um, you know, people gather around the markets for information. They come and socialize and have lunch and talk about what's going on in town or what's going on in Ukraine or China or wherever. Ask Alfred Norman, he'll tell you what he thinks the world's coming to, and I'm not gonna repeat that on the air. Um, so that's that, we had a good week here again. We had a lot of cattle on Monday, a lot of cattle came in on Sunday, and I think we had around 1,500, maybe a little over 1,500 on Monday. Prices again were higher and uh, not as many on Tuesday, but a good run right there around 1,100 head on Tuesday. And these cows, I'm telling you, man, these cows are selling like crazy. Uh, we've got good competition. We've got four packer buyers here. We've got um, FPL, Florida Beef, Brown Packing, and Cargill, a new addition to the um, cow buyers. So we have a lot of competition for you guys that are Shipping your cattle direct, you may want to consider sending some of those cattle in here and just comparing prices and see how that works out. You may be surprised. We had a lot of cattle that were bringing, um, a lot of cows, good kill, uh, slaughter cows that were um, up there around a dollar this week. Uh, so it's, it's been really good. Uh, still a big supply of cows out there, which is hard to believe. Uh, one day we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna run out of them and then who knows what the price is gonna be after that. On the feeder calf side, uh, demand has picked up good. I think the good moisture they've had out west, uh, they've had a lot of bad winter weather, but yet it's still moisture and the ground is is uh, not in that bad drought condition like it was. And I think your wheat pastures and your ryegrass patches are, are doing good. Uh, and these guys are wanting to put cattle on grass, cheaping up that cost of gain a little bit before they go into the feedlots. Uh, but the uh, uh, fat cattle market is um, is hanging in there pretty good. They're trading cattle uh, out of the feedlots there around a dollar fifty-eight or nine. Uh, the futures board showing uh, on down into the end of this year and into next year, they're thinking these fat cattle may may get up there to around a dollar seventy. Some of those out further off months are up there in the one sixties to one sixty-five and one sixty-six, which is really good. And let's just hope we get a, a good crop 
good corn crop this year and the price of feed comes down and that cost of gain gets down because it's really high now, uh, they're talking like maybe $1.50 on that cost of gain, which is crazy. Uh, but then also because of this winter weather, the cattle in the feedlots don't perform quite as well and the um, carcass weights have backed off quite a bit, which is pretty, pretty regular for this time of year. But you take 10 or 15 pounds off of each carcass uh, on just one week, they're still they're, they're processing 650 to 660,000 head a week. And if you just drop that weight down 10 or 15 pounds on each one of them, that's a lot of product. Um, so that's another reason why these packers are ha out there trying to, uh, having to give a little bit more money, maybe more than what they want to give for these, these cattle coming out of the feedlots. So uh, calf prices are still real good and I think it's just going to keep get, get, getting better. I don't know how high it's going to go, but here for the next, surely through this year, possibly through next year, uh, we're looking at some real good calf prices. Um, I think there's less heifers already started. You, you don't see as many heifers going into the feedlots, which means people probably are keeping back those better heifers. And um, this, this little deal will last for a little bit and then it'll be, it'll be back to normal. Uh, inventory is way down, but it won't stay that way forever. It's just the way, the, that's the nature of the beast. That's how it goes. Um, so anyway, we're uh, going to have some good runs here for the next week or two, um, and then it'll probably drop off and trickle down to regular uh, regular sales, uh, probably 800 on Monday and 1,000 on Tuesday or something like that. But right now we're in into some pretty big heavy runs. We had some high prices this week I'd like to share with you. On the calf side, J&E cattle from Palm City, the Hartmans, Great, great job. Some really good calves off of some first calf heifers. They were black. They had good bone, good conformation. They sold a calf that, that weighed 175 pounds, a little roping calf, I'm sure. He brought $3.05 a pound. That calf was bought by Foy Reynolds. It seems every week Foy Reynolds Cattle Company is the one buying those. And on the slaughter cow side, uh, Bugs Baker, old Charles over there in uh, Fort Pierce had a big old cow that weighed 1,195 pounds and she brought a dollar and one cent a pound bought by Florida Beef and that's your market report. Thank you. We appreciate your business and if you like these reports and you like the information you're getting, we hope that you will continue watching and please hit the like button, the thumbs up, Give us a shout out, tell your friends and neighbor to, to come join our, our newsletter and get involved with these reports. And if you have any, uh, any topics of discussion you'd like to hear about, shout out to us. Thank you very much.